0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 134. And before we start, I have two quick announcements. First, I'm in the midst of creating my first ever physical product, a journal for moms to help them recognize more of the beautiful moments within their daily motherhood. I'm incredibly excited about this. It's an idea I've had brewing for a couple of years, and I'm committed to making it happen before the end of 2020. I will, of course, tell all of you so much more about this in the coming months, but for now, I wanted to announce that I'm looking for a talented graphic designer to help me with this project. If you are a graphic designer who would like to work with 3 and 30 Would you please shoot an email to hello at 3 and 30 podcastcom and I will put that in the show notes. I've put together a little application to get a sample of your work and to see if it could be a good match, and I'd love to send that to you. I'm so incredibly excited to bring this journal into the world, and I would love to get some great recommendations of graphic designers. So even if you're not a graphic designer, if you know one who you think would be a great fit, send them my way. Second reminder is that this month of episodes is brought to us by Bravery Magazine, an incredible quarterly print publication for girls and boys ages 5 through 12. Each issue is centered around a strong female role model and includes original stories, fun DIYs, activity pages and more. My kids love this magazine and I think I might love it even more because I can clearly see as a former teacher, I can clearly see the brilliant education that is happening within each thoughtfully created page. Through each hero that's featured, children are introduced to different cultures, professions and life challenges. I love that this magazine sparks amazing conversations with my kids about topics that we might not otherwise discuss. I also love that each magazine is printed on thick, heirloom quality paper with vibrant, unique illustrations. This is not a magazine that will get torn easily and tossed in the recycling bin at the end of the month. It's meant to become a permanent part of your children's book collection. I know we will treasure each and every issue that we have received. Subscribe to Bravery Magazine today and start having more conversations with your kids about how we can each be our own kind of brave. You can go to braverymag.com and use the code three and thirty for ten percent off, and I'll put that in the show notes. And now onto the show. This is an encore episode with a topic that I think is almost always timely for mothers: fighting against mom guilt. Welcome to three and thirty a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. My friend Lainey has a big, bold personality. She's confident and unapologetic about the things that matter to her, and she always just says it like it is. I, on the other hand, am more naturally prone to people-pleasing and I worry about things I have no control over. So being around Lainey is very good for me. A few years ago, Lainey and I were talking on the phone about an online article that had gone viral that encouraged moms to stop being so hard on themselves. Lainey was a little bewildered by the article. She asked me an interesting question. She said, Rachel, is mom guilt a real thing? I mean, do some moms really feel like they aren't enough for their children? I laughed and assured her that many of us moms do. Then she said with her signature honesty, the only thing I ever feel guilty about is how often I think my kids are so lucky to have me. (laughs) I burst out laughing and she joined me and then she continued and went on and said, seriously, Rachel, my kids have such a good life. They have parents who love them. They have grandparents who love them, aunts and uncles who love them. I read them books every night. They go to good schools. They have food to eat. They have friends to play with, beds to sleep in, clean water to drink. I mean, their lives are basically perfect. And as I was letting all of that sink in and thinking how wise that was, she went on and said, I'm not going to waste my time and energy feeling bad for them or bad about myself because they watch a little too much TV or they eat more sugar than I would like, or I yell at them on occasion. My kids know that I love them. I'm doing my best and they are lucky to have me. So even though it's been several years since that phone conversation, I think of it a lot. Whenever I feel a familiar twinge of mom guilt creeping in, that thought that maybe the life that I'm giving my kids or the work that I'm doing as their mom isn't enough, I think of Lainey's wisdom and I remind myself that my kids are lucky to have me. I have told this story to lots of different moms in the context of mom guilt and perfectionism. And Lainey has become kind of a celebrity amongst my group of friends, even though they haven't met her. We all talk about that realization that our kids are darn lucky to have us. (laughs) So in this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about fighting back against mom guilt. We're going to be talking about when mom guilt might be useful, and sometimes it is, But when it's not useful and what we can do to fight back against it. So in my interactions on Instagram, um, on 3in30podcast on Instagram, and then also through my emails, I have a monthly email newsletter that I send out with all of the takeaways from the past month. And if you haven't signed up for that, I hope you will. But I ask moms to respond to that email and to tell me some of their biggest joys of motherhood and some of their biggest struggles. This helps me to get to know the audience, and it also helps me to plan episodes based around what moms need and what they're struggling with. Uh, The responses are varied on that question about what their biggest struggles are. And honestly, I relate to all of them, all of the struggles that are mentioned, One that continually comes up is mom guilt. Not all women feel this. Like, my friend Lainey doesn't feel it. And I think that's awesome. But I do feel it on occasion. And I think that I used to feel it a lot. But in the past five years or so, I've learned some strategies for battling against mom guilt. And I wanted to share those with you today as our three takeaways. So, my first takeaway... If you struggle with mom guilt, is to do what Lainey did in that conversation. And that is to list out either on paper or in your mind all of the amazing blessings that your kids have in their lives. So if you start to feel that nagging feeling that maybe you're not doing enough, maybe they don't have enough, you're letting them down in some way, their lives are letting them down in some way, stop reject that and just make a mental list of all of the things that they have that make their lives so good. I went to South Africa a couple of years ago, I guess it was about a year and a half ago, with an advocacy group to learn about how to get involved there with um, helping the people and the poverty that is there. And honestly, the poverty that I witnessed in some of the most rural areas there was staggering. These families had no clean water. They didn't have nourishing food. The kids didn't have opportunities for education. I talked to and heard about single mothers who have to travel by bus to their work in the city that's far away. They're domestic helpers in the cities. And they have to leave for work like before dawn and they come home after dark. And so many of their children are alone much of the time, fending for themselves in communities that aren't safe and don't have consistent access to food and water. This is a huge problem, and this is one of the problems that's being addressed by the organization that I went with um, called Help One Now, and I can put a link to that if you're interested in getting involved there. But one of the things that I realized as I talked to to these good moms was that My kids and I really do have incredibly blessed lives. Um, You know, maybe they do watch a little too much TV on occasion. Maybe I can't get them involved in every extracurricular or I can't read to them for an hour every day or whatever it is that we feel and we start to feel guilty about. Regardless of that, they have, as Lainey said, Their lives are basically perfect. Um, And being in South Africa helped me to realize that. I felt like I came home with a renewed perspective on how blessed I was and how blessed they were and how I wasn't going to sweat the small stuff anymore. I wasn't going to feel guilty or bad about myself as a mom because I was blessed to just be able to be there for my kids which these moms in South Africa weren't because they were working so hard to provide for their families. They had to leave their children in dangerous conditions. And I just, I can't imagine what that would be like. And so I have to let go of some of my ridiculous mom guilt over things that just don't matter that much. So an example of this is my son is a really picky eater. And I can get really down on myself for that. And I start to think things like, if I ate more vegetables myself, if I didn't like sweets so much, he wouldn't be this way. Or I should have forced him to try more foods when he was younger, and then he wouldn't be this way. It's all my fault. But then I find myself a week later thinking... I forced him to try too many foods when he was younger, and I ruined his natural appetite for healthy foods. So this is all my fault. (laughs) And it's like, I just can't win. Um, And I just come to realize my son is a picky eater, and maybe that is partially my fault. But the truth is, it doesn't matter. He has food to eat. He has a happy family to sit around the table with, and when I choose to focus on that instead of my failings as a mother, we are all a lot happier. And I do hope that someday he will grow up and start trying new foods and eating vegetables, but even if he never does, he still had a good life and I'm still a good mom. And it's so liberating and important to realize that. So that's your first takeaway if you struggle with mom guilt in those moments when you feel it creeping in, either make a list on paper or just list off in your mind all of the incredible blessings that your kids have in their lives, both from you and from other people. And just realize that you don't need to feel sorry for them or bad about yourself. Takeaway number two, I feel like builds on takeaway number one, and that is to recognize and reject your filtered thinking. I hope that some of you have listened to episode 11 of my podcast, where I talked about my experience going to counseling for an eating disorder and the three best tools that I learned in counseling. One of those was I learned about filtered thinking versus big picture thinking. And filtered thinking is basically where you see yourself or your life through a very narrow filter, like one moment in your day defines your entire day. Like you're seeing it through this narrow lens, this small filter, instead of being able to zoom out and see the big picture. And if we learn how to recognize the moments when we're engaging in filtered thinking and say, stop, you know, back up, zoom out and see the bigger picture, I think it really helps to combat mom guilt. So let me give you an example just from this past week. So last Monday, a week ago today, was the first day of my kid's spring break So first of all, Mondays is when uh, my episodes go live for the podcast and I need to spend a little bit of time doing some promotion. I send the links to the guests, the images so that they can share on their feeds. I share on my feeds and just different things. And I needed, so I needed to spend, you know, an hour or so doing that. On top of that, I was trying to make plans for the week for fun with my kids calling all of my friends. I was looking at options online for things to do around town. We live in a very small town in Idaho, um, Haley, Idaho, which is actually a really cool town. It's close to Sun Valley, but there isn't a ton to do Um, outside of skiing, which I'm not really up to doing by myself without my husband with my kids. And of course, my husband was going to be working all week. So I'm like, what are we going to do this week with these kids? So I was calling all of my friends. Every single one of our friends, I'm not even kidding, was out of town. And so then I'm like, okay, I'll call the Y and see if we can go swimming a couple of days this week. And their fun pool didn't open until 4 p.m. every day. And (laughs) the more that I searched for things, the more I realized that we were kind of striking out on things to do during spring break. My kids are both super spirited and They really need to be out and about doing fun things or else they fight like crazy. And then I go crazy. And so all of a sudden I realized like we can't stay here. We need to go see cousins. We need to go do something or else this week is going to be really hard. So spur of the moment, spontaneous, I decided that we would pack everything up into the minivan and drive a few hours and visit cousins and spend the week kind of road tripping together, me and the kids. I'm not usually very spontaneous, but I realized that this needed to happen. So on top of spending the time in the morning to promote the podcast, I also needed to spend a couple hours getting everything packed up. I had the kids help me pack their suitcases, but then I needed to do a bunch of stuff. My kids aren't that great at entertaining themselves. We're working on it, but long story short, I ended up just having them watch TV while I got ready for this trip. Partway through the day, I'm like thinking to myself, my kids have watched like four hours of TV today. And really they had. And that started to make me feel kind of sick inside and guilty. I felt the guilt creeping in you know, I don't want them to watch that much TV. I'm a bad mom. Why can't they just learn how to entertain themselves? I should teach them how to entertain themselves better. Blah, blah, blah. The thoughts go on and on. And I sort of felt like this panicked feeling in my chest, like I need to hurry up and get everything packed so that they'll stop watching TV. And then I took a deep breath and I zoomed out. And I realized that I was seeing their life experience through the filter of one day. And my kids don't normally watch four hours of TV in one day. That is really unusual. Normally, they're going to school. They have friends. They have activities. And I just had to recognize that watching four hours of TV one day was not going to kill my children. Like that was not indicative of the bigger picture of their lives. And it did not mean that I was a bad mom. So I zoomed out and said, okay, look at the balance of their lives. This is not normal and it's fine if it happens for one day. Also look at the balance of this week. So yeah, the first day of their spring break, they watched TV for like four hours while I managed the rest of our lives. But then the rest of the week, they were playing with their cousins all week and having a blast. And I made that possible for them by spending that first day getting everything ready while they watched TV. So my filtered thought was because they watched four hours of TV that first day of spring break, I was a bad mom. They watched way too much TV. But when I was able to, and I literally take a deep breath and it definitely, I feel a difference. Like it. It calms my whole body. When I start to feel that panicky feeling, if I just pause, take the breath, and then use some of these strategies and say, zoom out, Rachel, that's a filtered thought. Look at a big picture. It helps me so much. So that is my second takeaway. My third takeaway is to examine whether your guilt is beckoning you higher or dragging you down lower. And I want you to really think about that image as if guilt were personified. Is it, you know, standing, beckoning you to come a little higher, do a little better, or is it grabbing onto your ankles and dragging you down into the pit of despair so that you can't do better? Sometimes a little bit of guilt is a good thing. It's like an internal little buzzer that lets you know, hmm, something's not right. I don't really feel good about this and I want to change and do better for myself or my family. So think about that when you feel guilt, look at it and think, is this legitimate guilt or is this, you know, kind of ridiculous fluff guilt? And if it's legitimate guilt, what can I do with that feeling to improve? So let's go back to the TV example let's say that my kids were watching that much TV every day and I was feeling guilty about it. I could say to myself, hmm, okay, something needs to change here. I'm feeling a little guilty. So I am going to get together some activities that my kids can do on their own to entertain themselves. And I'm going to put them in a place that's accessible to the kids and to me. So in those moments when I'm stressed and I need them occupied, it will be really easy for me to just pull out some puzzles, some crayons, some activities, some games and get them going on those. Now that's going to take me a few minutes of prep and thinking about how I want a new habit in our family but it's worth it because that little twinge of guilt has made me motivated to change and to do better versus that guilt just dragging you down and making you feel like you can't do anything better because you just are feeling so bad about yourself. One of my favorite religious leaders, Neil A. Maxwell, has a quote about this, and I think that it's really applicable whether or not you are religious. He says that we need to be able to distinguish more clearly between divine discontent and the devil's dissonance. And he was known for his imagery and alliteration. (laughs) Let me read that again. We need to be able to distinguish more clearly between divine discontent and the devil's dissonance. So divine discontent is that little feeling that you get, that little prompting, you're a little bit discontent with how things are going. It's a little nudge to do and be a little better. Whereas the devil's dissonance, dissonance is a musical term meaning like tension or clash resulting from two disharmonious or unsuitable elements. So the devil's dissonance is making you feel this clash or this dissonance between who you want to be and who you are. And it's, it's dragging you down. You feel hopeless. That there's no chance that you'll ever change or improve. It's not beckoning you higher. So think about that when you feel that mom guilt. Is this a little nudge of divine discontent? Or is this the pull of the devil's dissonance that is not productive? And can I turn it into something more productive by refusing to spiral into despair, but instead thinking, okay, if this is legitimate guilt... What am I going to do to change, to become better? Because that is the only way that guilt is even remotely useful. So those are my three takeaways that I feel like have helped me personally immensely to let go of mom guilt. I used to feel it a lot. I still feel it on occasion, but not nearly as much. And when I do feel it, I go back to these strategies and I'm able to fight back and kind of talk myself out of it work my way out, and make positive changes instead of just wallowing in the despair and the guilt. So those three takeaways are list either on paper or in your mind, all of the amazing blessings that your kids have in their lives. And remember the immortal words of my friend Lainey. (laughs) The only thing I ever feel guilty about is how often I think how lucky my kids are to have me. I think we need more moms like Lainey in this world. Takeaway number two is to recognize and reject your filtered thinking and instead to zoom out and see the big picture. And takeaway number three is to examine whether your guilt is beckoning you higher or whether it's dragging you down lower and to respond accordingly. Thank you for joining me today for that episode that I originally aired over two years ago. It was a great reminder for me that I'm doing better than I think as a mom, and I hope it was for you too. I'd love for you to try out one of these strategies this week and then send me an email or a DM on Instagram to tell me how it went. I love hearing from you and how you're applying the episodes in your life. Um, My Instagram handle is 3 and 30 podcast or you could also submit a review to the show via iTunes and let me know there which takeaways are working best for you. Before we end, don't forget to email me if you're a graphic designer who's interested in working with me on a project to create a journal for moms. I'm so excited about it and I can't wait to hear from you. And also don't forget to go check out Bravery Magazine and choose a few issues to dig into with your kids. You can purchase their older issues. If you see a woman who you'd like to introduce your kids to who's already been featured, you can order that or you can just subscribe to their newest issue, which is about Yusra Mardini, a Syrian refugee and Olympic swimmer. She has an incredible story and we have loved going through that issue in our home. I truly can't sing the praises of this company enough, and I hope that you will check them out. My friends, I'm rooting for you. You are doing so much better than you think, and I hope that the tools from this episode will help you to shut down any negative voices that might come creeping in this week. I believe in you, and I hope you have a fabulous week with your family.